The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello. And welcome to episode 339. I hope that wherever you are today, you're doing very well, even if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety. Um, And if you are and you would like to get a free session with me, then you can. To get that, you can head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book in for that free session directly. Or if you prefer, you can send me a message and uh, just let me know about what you're struggling with. Now, In today's podcast, we're going to be really getting back to basics, talking about what OCD um, actually is and really trying to demystify it. Um, So often, if we really want to learn to overcome something, then we have to be able to really understand it. Um, You know, and that's what today's episode is all about, really kind of getting back to basics and uncovering those frustrating, annoying things that kind of keep us stuck almost like a a tentacled monster. OCD has this way of kind of wrapping itself around us with its multiple uh, horrendous, horrible octopus legs that are just attacking us. And we need to understand what those different legs are. What are those different parts of the OCD that it uses to ensnare us in its trap? Because when we know what they are, and we break them down in a simple way, actually, it's so much easier to to begin to let go of them. So today's podcast is about that. Uh, If you do find the podcast helpful, and you would like to support the podcast, there is Patreon. There are various different tiers that you can sign up for. And in return, you do get extra podcasts, more uh, content from me, you can ask me more of your questions, that kind of thing. So if you're interested in doing that, then do please consider Uh, heading over to the show notes you can find a link there and you can sign up for the Patreon. Uh, Also um, if you would like to subscribe um, you know to YouTube or to your podcast app wherever you happen to be watching this that would also be amazing. So many thanks guys I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode as always if you have any questions at all do please let me know and off we go. There's a certain kind of irony involved in trying to demystify OCD because one of the hallmarks of OCD really is this whole concept of, um, you know, getting lost and confused and, you know, really, uh, you know, actually feeling like there's a veil that's kind of come down over you or a dark cloud that's come down over you. It's following you around everywhere. And it's making you confused, it's making you anxious, it's making you bitter, it's making you upset. And, um, you know, and it feels like we've lost control and the OCD is winning. And, and really, you know, we are completely mystified by the whole thing. 
Um, you know, so the idea of demystifying it, um, obviously, that's something that clearly we would really like to be able to do to really understand it, to to kind of um, be more clear about why it is that we're struggling uh, with this bizarre thing called OCD. Um, you know, and so today's episode really is is trying to help you to do that, trying to help you to to kind of understand a little bit more about the OCD, what it is, where it's coming from, um, you know, and, and why we get so kind of caught up in it. Um, so to start off with, really, I wanted to, to kind of share a quote, um, which really gives a, a good kind of definition uh, about what OCD actually is. And this particular quote is by uh, the Mayo Clinic, and it is this. Obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, features a pattern of unwanted thoughts and fears, obsessions, that lead you to do repetitive behaviours, compulsions. These obsessions and compulsions interfere with daily activities and cause significant distress. You may try to ignore or stop your obsessions, but that only increases your distress and anxiety. Ultimately, you feel driven to perform compulsive acts to try to ease your stress. Despite efforts to ignore or get rid of bothersome thoughts or urges, they keep coming back. This leads to more ritualistic behavior, the vicious cycle of OCD. Now, um, this is, uh, you know, you, you may be listening to this and, and nodding your head and thinking, yep, that describes it pretty well. I can recognize myself in a lot of what you've just said there, you know, and the, the, the way they finished that actually is, you know, talking about the OCD cycle where, you know, we really get caught up in, in these thoughts and we can't quite stop ourselves from going round and round, um, you know, and so... All of us, if you're listening to this podcast, even if you find yourself on the lower end of the spectrum of OCD, where, you know, you're not struggling as much as as maybe other people, we all recognize that at times when we are uh, stressed or tired or um, for whatever reason, we've got really caught up in um, overthinking and rumination, you know, we, we are driven really to to solve the OCD we want to get rid of it and in a way that's the kind of most basic thing I think that drives the OCD is this urge to get rid of it this urge to solve it and you know so this is my number one important thing that I think you know if we're going to be talking about demystifying OCD we have to understand that the, the main reason for why I think OCD continues is because we're so focused on getting rid of it. When we can learn actually to kind of accept uh, the things in relation to OCD, well, actually the OCD loses a lot of power over us, you know, and it doesn't have that same strength anymore. And when it loses that power, well, actually we get that power back. That power doesn't just disappear that power suddenly appears in our hands again. For so long, we've been giving that power away. We've been saying to the OCD almost, you know, here, take this, take take my power because, you know, I'm holding up my hands here and I'm just going to say that I can't cope or that I can't deal with this. And, you know, this is really, really unfair and unhelpful and it's a really difficult way to go about living your life if you know you feel like a prisoner to the OCD 
And so the first thing then is just recognizing this. And what it really comes down to is that we're not allowing uh, uncertainty into our day-to-day lives with OCD. And I kind of think it's this desire uh, to get rid of the uncertainty that is really underpinning us wanting also to get rid of the OCD and, you know, not feeling happy until we have completely cured or got rid of the OCD. Um, you know, the, the first step in really understanding it is, is having this ability to allow uncertainty. Um, if you're able to, to really be able to dive into uh, acceptance of uncertainty, um, no matter how shallow that dive may be at first, um, you know, the first few times you may start um, attempting to accept uncertainty, it may be incredibly difficult. And, um, you know, this is why exposure work and acceptance commitment therapy, at first, they can be quite difficult to do. Um, you know, they, they, aren't, they aren't short-term fixes. And the reason for this is when you, when you do them, well, actually, what you're trying to do is un, uh, you're trying to unwire Uh, circuits in the brain which have been operating for a long time where you naturally uh, try to avoid that uncertainty you don't like it and you'd much rather not have it and so you know you've got into a habit over the years of trying to avoid uncertainty and unfortunately it tends to kind of keep us uh, stuck in in that trap and so it's incredibly important that we recognize that uncertainty at the most basic level is one of the things that is perpetuating the OCD. When you can learn to allow a little bit more uncertainty into your life, well, you begin to have more flexibility again. You begin to open up to life in in the way in which it, it should be. When we determine that life should be exactly as we want it to be, and if it's not, then there's something drastically wrong. Well, actually, what we're doing is we're kind of, you know, limiting ourselves and limiting life. We're not living it in a in a full way. So when we allow uncertainty, even if that's just a very, very small amount, and I know for some people with OCD, that can be scary because some of the uh, some of the themes can be very scary. It's uh, terrifying. Um, you know, but what we have to learn to do is just to accept the tiniest, tiniest amount of uncertainty. And when we can do that, well, life really begins to open up again. Uh, the next uh, really important area then to, to kind of speak about, you know, in terms of demystifying OCD, the next basic thing about it is that um, I think most people with OCD are really trying to avoid difficult emotions. And this is very much tied up with the uncertainty because when you have uncertainty, it produces anxiety and it can produce uh, guilt or shame or other, you know, difficult emotions to to experience. And, you know, these emotions, typically speaking, are things that people with OCD will try to push away. Uh, We don't like them. Well, nobody likes difficult emotions, to be honest. But people who uh, are not struggling with OCD, uh, normally what they're able to do is is to actually experience these emotions more 
uh, without shutting down when they start to experience these uh, these difficult emotions. They may not like them still, of course, but you know they're more willing to to actually allow themselves to feel them. And I think this is something that's very very healthy. You know, when you are struggling with something difficult, a situation that you don't like, an obsession that's popped up into your head. Uh, or you hear some bad news or whatever it is, it's so important that we do actually allow ourselves to feel the emotions that, that, that go on throughout our lives that are going to continue to happen throughout our lives. And if we determine that, you know, we can't be anxious about an upcoming event or something that's important to us, or we're not allowed to be uh, nervous about, um, you know, an obsession that that has become a really big thing for us because we spent so much time thinking about it you know that on some level that's not okay you know that we're not allowed to feel that way well actually you know this is this is us determining how things should be and we can't do that we've got to recognize that our emotions really they have a life of their own and we've got to go along with that it's a natural way it's a natural thing when we start to actually allow our emotions and, you know, even to become curious about them and try to feel them more, we're actually in the process, we begin to change our relationship to them and they become a lot easier uh, to, to kind of deal with. Now, the final area, well, of, of course, it's very important too. And it really relates to neuroplasticity and rewiring the brain. Um, you know, so much of OCD is actually about uh, habits. And unfortunately, if you've been doing OCD, because it is something active, it's something that we do. You don't just have it. It's something that you continually do. Um, you know, and when we're doing the OCD, it's because we've picked up these bad habits over time. Um, you know, so whenever we experience a thought that creates uh, some uncertainty or that, you know, we have uncertainty about, which then creates uh, a difficult emotion for us to deal with. Well, what we've done is we've created a habit of, uh, of actually performing a compulsion uh, in that situation in order to make ourselves feel better. And, you know, that habit is really how we kind of continue the cycle of OCD, this circle, um, you know, where we're just going round and round and round and things don't ever get better. Often they get worse because we're just habitually performing the compulsion, which just keeps that OCD cycle going. And so, so much of getting over OCD is actually recognizing, okay, I have this habit. Um, of obsessing and then performing compulsions to deal with the uncomfortable emotions that come up you know and in a very basic simple way that is really what OCD is there's you know this this um, uh, real dislike of uncertainty uh, which creates a lot of anxiety and other difficult emotions and then we're habitually performing compulsions in order to deal with that anxiety but obviously the compulsion is a very unhealthy thing what we want to do instead is we want to learn how when we experience the anxiety uh, because we can't get rid of the anxiety and unfortunately we can't get rid of uncertainty but we need to learn when we do experience those things to actually stay in that anxiety and wait 
Because by doing that, we can learn that actually that anxiety isn't so bad after all. It's something that we can learn how to deal with. And, you know, when we can start doing that on a regular base, uh, basis, then things really, well, we're giving ourselves an opportunity for those things to change. If we just keep doing the same old stuff, uh, you know, the same old habits, then of course we're going to kind of remain stuck. And so, you know, I think it is really important to understand these these basics of OCD because when we do, it can really help us, you know, to move forward and start making the changes uh, that we need to make. And really when we do demystify OCD uh, in this way, we begin to kind of unravel the fact that it isn't actually as complicated as, as we first think. It becomes complicated when we're really stuck up here in our heads all day long and we're overanalyzing everything, overthinking everything. And it feels like, you know, this horrendous trap that you just need to keep thinking about it in order to get yourself out of it. Of course, we don't need to do that at all because that's just another compulsion, you know. And actually, it's not as complicated as it first appears. When we break it down into these simple components, we can see, you know, actually what we need to learn to do. And, and this is why exposure work is so helpful for OCD. This is why acceptance commitment therapy is so helpful for OCD. Because these, uh, these approaches, they really help us to, to learn to let go of looking for certainty. They, they help us to allow anxiety and they help us to change our habits. And so there we go, guys. I really hope that you found it helpful today. If you have any questions about, um, you know, the basics of OCD and, and what I've spoken about, then do please uh, get in touch and let me know. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Oh, and please do subscribe. Many thanks. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com. And there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website, Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional. 